listening. You're listening to the Good Christian Podcast. We're not saying that we're always good Christians, but this is always a good podcast for Christians to listen to. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Today's episode is going to be on identity. I'm joined by my close friend, Max Abreu. Max, how are you, man? I'm doing wonderful, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a really uh, fun and interesting episode, if you will. So, But before we get started and before I share a little bit more about this even, why don't you tell us and the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so I'm uh, 27 years old, got married uh, this year, and I'm um, from Paraguay originally, South America, came to the States in um, 2000, uh, 2009 or 2008, I think. And so I've been in the States for a while now, uh, call it my home, came here for swimming. And uh, after swimming in college, I started a business and haven't really looked back and made Jacksonville my home and in celebration, my church home. And that's where we met. And so, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, Max, you were actually on a another podcast like a couple of weeks ago, actually like a really big podcast. What, what, which one was that again? It was Entrepreneur on Fire, and it was uh, based on, on, you know, what I do for business, which is sell on Amazon. So anything and everything really e-commerce related is my passion. So that was a lot of fun, but I'm just as excited to do this one. So. Well, yeah, of course. Actually, you know what's funny? I heard you on that one. I was like, man, this guy, he talks good on a podcast. He needs to be on this too. So uh, I was pretty excited about that, but it was really cool to be able to hear you on a, a podcast I listened to. And then I was like, man, we got to get this guy over here too. So definitely cool, man. Um so th- this topic, actually, I'm going to go ahead and just give everyone a quick little disclaimer here. Uh, Max and I had already recorded this entire episode. Um, it was finished, sounded good, and um, crazy thing happened. I-, I-, I, had- I had a dream, and uh, Max, you know, we talked about this. Like, I'm not really much of like a guy to have dreams, but I woke up feeling it was about this pot, the podcast episode we recorded, but feeling like God wanted to do more with it, and that that wasn't what He wanted. And um, it kind of freaked me out a little bit, man. I know we talked about it and I was like, we, we got to go back to recording and we got to see what God wants to do with it. So because of that, we're actually not even going to, um, not that it's normally scripted, but I usually have some questions I like to ask people that I'm interviewing. But in this case, we have nothing. So here we <laughs> go. You know, we're just going to go right into it. So um, the only thing we really talked about is that, that I really want to start with is um, kind of just a definition of identity. So let's just jump right into the topic here. Yeah, so I looked up the the definition of identity, and it says uh, the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. So pretty simple there. You know, I think it's uh, what defines you, and I think in in the Christian life, you know, I think that's that's at the core of everything that you are. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I believe that I believe in this so so much. Uh, because, you know, when the storms come and, you know, we're promised to have uh, persecution and storms and tribulations in, in this life, um, your identity and your fi- foundation is, is so important because um, you want to have your identity based on something that's solid, that's not a variable. And, you know, the truth and who God says you are is something that will never, ever change. So growing in that is just at the core of everything that that you do, that's, that's what I believe. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I actually think the definition really complements what the Bible says about about identity really well. I think that it makes a lot of sense. It's 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 your everything, you know. It's and you you and I talked about this like off of here, but like identity is truly everything. Like that that is what it's all about. Um, but however, you know, I don't think that 
in today's society, and I want to hear your thoughts on this too, that as a people, especially American people, uh, we don't have our identity in the, in the right things. Even Christians at times, like our identity is not caught up in what the Bible says it should be, which we'll get into. But like, what are some things that you've seen that, that you believe that our identity is actually in instead of Christ? Well, um, you know, I believe that, you know, people can get caught up in what career they're chasing. And so they, they believe that their identity is in being a doctor or a lawyer or whatever it is, or an athlete. Um, but the problem with that is what if you lose your doctor's license? You know, now does everything that you are and everything that you stand for fall apart? And, um, you know, social media is huge nowadays in, in the culture if you don't have a, a good identity and a good foundation, you're going to let anything and everything else basically define you. And um, to apply that to the Christian world, even, you know, we talk about this a lot, but even within church in in the Christian world, you can get so you can let so many things uh, define you that are not God in Christ himself. You know, you could let church going to church uh, define who you are or the pastor that you listen to. Or even, um, you know, getting up and reading your Bible, you know, if you if you are starting to do those things and you believe that that's what makes you a Christian, um, you know, the moment that, you know, those things are not there, uh, you tend to fall apart. And so so I believe that, you know, the way to really build identity is through intimacy and intimacy alone. That's good. I mean, how, how many of us, and you know, this is a question for our listeners, not just you, but how, how often do we jump to Instagram before we go to the Bible in the morning? You oh, know, right, right, right when we wake up, like what's our first thought? I think that where your identity is should be your first thought when you wake up, right? I mean, when, when I wake up, if I'm just so excited about my day and all I can think about is God and spending time with him, he's giving me another day, bless me with another day, I'm going to run straight to his word or straight to prayer. But if the first thing I do when I open my eyes is grab my phone to see what I missed overnight, or just going back to that, that should be a question within each of us as to where is our identity truly? A hundred percent. And it's, it's not to, you know, condemn. I mean, we've all, we've all done it, you know, we've all been, been guilty of, you know, falling in the social media trap and, you know, getting those dopamines released just by giving it a quick check and whatnot. Plus that post you did right before you went to bed, you got to see who liked it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the, the thing I want to stress is, uh, you know, I don't want people who maybe check their phone today to feel condemned, you know, because it, intimacy with God. And, you know, I just heard Brian Schwartz, a uh, pastor from, from our church, speak about this literally two days ago, you know. Um, so sometimes, you know, life can get busy. And if you if you're not craft like. Uh, separating, you know, an hour, two hours of your day to where you're alone and you're, you know, worshiping and getting in the word. That doesn't mean that you, you don't, you don't have intimacy with God if you don't have that, you know, carrying the presence of God, understanding who lives inside of you and really believing that allows you to truly carry his presence everywhere you go and being in communication with him and in relationship, you know, whether, Oh, whether you're on the computer, whether you're sweeping the floors, whatever it is, you know, you can carry the relationship and grow in intimacy with him. Your thoughts, you know, what you're saying, um, all of that could be connected with the Holy Spirit, you know, throughout the day. Yeah, I know. Absolutely, man. You know, something that I've been challenging myself with over the last couple of weeks is actually 
to to pray more throughout my day. I have a, I've, you know, my job is I have a busy job. It can be stressful at times. I manage it pretty well, but it's kind of nonstop. And some days, this is what I was running into about a month ago now, actually, um, is I realized I would pray when I walked in the door and not say a word to God the whole day because it was just kind of like one thing after another. You know, it was like, here comes this, here comes these people want to talk to me, here's another phone call, here's an interview I have to do, all these different things. And I decided to actually block out time. I actually put my calendar, which maybe is a little too organized for some people, but I needed that reminder because my day is so like nonstop coming at me that I needed that reminder to say, Alex, slow down and pray. And I started doing that. And, you know, again, I manage stress pretty well. And I believe it's because I I surrender my work to God before I walk in every day. But now that I'm even taking a step further and remembering God throughout my day, when I'm sometimes just walking from from my desk to another department to go to go see, I'm just praying on the way. And it's not even like, God, help me have a good conversation with these people. Sometimes it's as simple as God. Thank you for this day. Thank you that I have a job. Thank you for for just my life. And then I'm able to to be here doing this. And that's made a huge difference. And, And like you said, some days. You know, if, if I wanted to stop for 30 minutes the other day to get in God's word, some, some days at my job, that is not realistic. But it is realistic for me to pray from, from A to B when I'm walking from place to place. And I think that's been such a huge thing inside of me, like a big change I've been able to have. That's so good. And what you just said reminded me, a couple of things came to mind. This, you know, the surrender that you talked about, uh, how you handle stress and whatnot because you live in surrender that's that's so huge is being able to truly surrender everything in your life to him um and it's a process you know there's there's so many different areas that uh, maybe we still hold on to that we don't surrender but living in a constant uh state of surrender is is truly the key for in my opinion to unlock you know that that intimacy and then another thing that that you said is you know when you're walking like you said, if if you can say a prayer and you start saying, Father, thank you, Lord, for, for what I'm, I'm about to walk into. Thank you for who you've created me to be. There's a way to pray. And this is, this is not necessarily trying to give you a formula that you have to stick to in order to make things right. But it, there's a way of talking, you know, and, and developing intimacy where you can speak truths over your life regardless of the situation. Yeah. So... Uh, let's say, you know, uh, bad news comes your way, you know, or let's, let's say you have a negative thought, um, come into your mind and you know, it's weird. It came out of nowhere. You know, it's not a thought that you want to have. And immediately you can surrender that thought to him and say, father, I thank you, Lord, that I'm the opposite of what I just thought. Thank you, Lord, that your word says that I'm more than a conqueror. Lord, thank you, Lord, that I have your Holy Spirit with with your Holy Spirit, Lord, I'm called to overcome. I'm called to become a tree of righteousness that people pick from. Thank you, Lord, that I'm growing in your word, that you're making me a better witness. And then the next thing you know, you're, you're stirring yourself up yeah. and all of a sudden you, you get excited, you know? So uh, I, like, I like this saying that, that goes, you know, every time that the devil tries to poke at you, he runs a risk of you growing closer to God, you know, and, and being able to flip those things, those thoughts or those situations, you know, you get a letter in the mail that maybe it's not what you wanted. You could, you know, you could thank God. You could say, father, thank you, Lord, that I have you 
what would I have done if I didn't have you and had these news right now? I thank you, Lord, that you work all things together for good. And if this door closes, I know that another one's going to open. Yeah. And being able to speak to the Holy Spirit like that throughout the day is is just key in building that intimacy and making it real for yourself, you know, not necessarily depending on a certain pastor to tell you his revelation, you know, but getting it from yourself, getting it from the source and, and, and making it a solid foundation in your life. I mean, then what you're just saying there is what that's like, that's the definition of identity, right? I mean, it comes back to your identity actually being in Christ. When you're living that way, you're thinking that way. Those are like your thoughts throughout the day. That's to me proof that, that your identity is in Christ. And I think that's just such an important thing. I love so many points of what you said there. I'm not, I'm not going to go back through those, but, uh, I think that that's, that, that's the idea of it. That's the whole point. And I think that at the end of the day, if there's something that us as believers are called to do, it's, it's have our identity in him. It's our, it's our identity in Christ more than anything else. If you look at the entire life of Jesus, everything that he did, he did some things that, uh, honestly, like on paper were weird, <laughs> you know, like, like when Jesus has a crowd forming in front of him, he's like, all right, we got to get out of here. I got to get alone. It's like, you know, on paper, even today's pastors, many of them, you know, I'm not talking about pastors or anything like that, but if, if a group of people show up, it's like, it's time for me to preach. Yeah. Not time for me to leave, right? Yeah. You know, and he did a lot of things like that. It's kind of like, whoa, what's he doing? But his identity was not in his ability to speak. It wasn't in his ability to heal people. It wasn't in any of those things. It was strictly in his father. It was mm-hmm. in God. And he would get a way to, to focus on that, to, to like, I guess, uh, recenter his identity, if you will, in, in God. And I think it's just a, such a beautiful example, but something that we are truly losing more and more in today's world because it's getting busier and busier and busier and there's more to do. The whirlwind could like literally just take over your whole life. I know some some weeks I'll wake up on a Monday and I'm going to sleep on a Friday. I'm like, what did I do this week? You know, like where where was I focused? What was I what was I doing? And it's just because those are the demands of life and the busy world that we live in now. And at some point we have to be willing to pull ourselves aside like Jesus did and say, No, this time is for my identity. This time is for who I am in God. I think that's just such an important thing for us to to remember and to, to actually apply in our lives. 100% man so so good I mean um like you said Jesus lived a surrendered life you know back to that point it was all about uh hearing what the father said and doing what the father uh does and so one thing I want to encourage is you know many times because because it is it is a relationship so you know it's something that we are all growing in you know and many times you know we'll pick up the bible and we'll say um, all right, today I'm going to read the word and I'm going to get in it. And then you open it and you have no idea what it's saying. You know, I'm just going to be real. There's times that that happens, Yeah. you know, but that's when faith comes in and you have to, you know, that's when you pray and say, Father, I thank you, Lord, that this is your word, that it's inspired by your Holy Spirit. And it's made for me today, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that in this word is is who you've called me to be. And thank you, Lord, that I'm becoming every single word that's in here. And by faith, Lord, I'm going to continue reading and I'm going to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal these words to me. And if, even if he doesn't, you know, even if you feel like you're still not getting, you're still not getting it, walk away from it knowing that something was done and that it was meant for your heart, yeah. not for your head, you know. Uh, there's there's just ways to, and it's, it's a lot of it's perspective, you know, perspective and communion with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, I kind of want to um kind of want to play off that a little bit, but I'm, here here's what I'm thinking about right now is 
So our identity in, in Christ means we also need to believe what he says about us. So you're talking about reading the word and understanding it. Some of it's hard to understand, yes. But I do believe over time, like you're saying, you continue to go at it. God's going to reveal what it means to you. But there are some things that are pretty clear that God says about us. And if we're truly walking in our identity is in him, we're, we are these things. And there's certain things like you're, you're more than a conqueror. You're the head, not the tail. These are things the Bible says clearly about us that we need to believe the world is going to throw the opposite at us all the time. It's going to tell us that we are not these things, that no, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough. It's going to tell you all these things. But if our identity is truly in Christ, we cannot, cannot believe those things. We have to believe what God's word says about us, which are some great things. You and I were talking about this before as well. I know you had some things you wanted to mention as well right on that topic of like, what, what does the Bible say about us? Yeah, I mean, the, the examples that you had were great. You know, right now I'm thinking of, when the word says, be perfect as I am perfect, you know, and how could we, how could we possibly do that? You know, uh, many times you read something like that and it's, it's, it's shocking, you know, whoa, perfect. Like I am perfect, you know, and the truth is, man, if he says it, that's something that we can walk out and it's not, it's not an arrogance thing, you know, oh, all of a sudden I'm perfect. No, it's a, it's a surrender thing and understanding that through his grace, we can walk exactly like Jesus walked, you know. If Jesus says that greater things we're going to do, you know, are we going to hold on to that and really believe that? And and if so, what does that look like, you know? And I, I'm just as much preaching to myself here, you know. It's, it's, it's something that it's, you know, it's great to remind ourselves and to chase after uh, because what he says about us is amazing. And if we hold on to that, uh, meditate, you know, uh, talk to the Holy Spirit about that, then it starts to become a reality in our life, you know, especially if we proclaim it out loud. I mean, um, praying these things out loud is is, is huge. Yeah. But, I think that something else for us to consider, because some people listen to this, I know that, that the world's got you down. Um, and I know that's been me a few times in my life as well, where just you know, from an outside looking, you know, somebody who's just like looking from the outside perspective, looking into the world. Sometimes like, man, I'm just not enough. You know, and sometimes you'll get in those, those modes where you kind of get a little depressed or you're upset about like, man, I, I'm not like the rest of these people. These people are doing so much more than I am. Even Christian people at times, you're like, man, they're like impacting way more people than I am doing way more. But the truth is like that identity with Christ is so unique to each of us. That's something we have to remember. Each of us has our own specific call, our own specific gifting. And something I've said, I think I actually said in the very first episode of this podcast, but we all have greatness and creativity inside of us, but it's unique to each of us from God. And there's something that he wants you to do with your life and do with your time that only you can do that no one else will ever be able to accomplish. And that's a beautiful thing. And I love also the Bible talking about Jesus coming and dying for us. That's just, again, proof that our identity can be in him because he cares enough to send his son to die for us because that's how important we are. But Jesus didn't die for just all of us. He died for each of us as individuals. And I think that when our identity can get wrapped up in that, that I'm so important to God that his son looked at me and said, yes, I would die for him. That means there's something inside of me that, that he's placed there that I believe he's placed there that is going to be able to accomplish exactly what the world needs. You know, like, and, and having my identity in that is so freeing because when you have it in other things, it's always something that can pass away or move away. But that, that's eternal. That's, that's there forever. And I think that's just a beautiful thing that, that you know, I kind of wanted to share right there. Yeah, no, that's, that's so good. Um, wh- what you were saying, I, I just thought of um, 
the sphere of influence also. Like you have a, a sphere of influence that nobody else has and, and you're called to that. And if you don't step out, you know, or if you don't, if, if you don't believe that, then, you know, people aren't going to be reached that, that wouldn't, you're the only reason or you're the only way that those people could be reached, you know? And so that, um, that should convict us, you know, to, to, to continue to live for him. But then another thing that you said is, you know, why Jesus came, the, the simple gospel. You know, a lot of people get caught up in like, oh, we're sinners, we're sinners, we're, we're filthy sinners. And Jesus came uh, because we were sinners and he died on the cross because, you know, I'm a filthy sinner. And it, it's, it's not that it's wrong, but man, he, he came to restore um, the lost image he came to restore us as sons, you know, That's lost right. sons. It's it's not necessarily, you know, because for a while uh, I wrestled with this. It's like, why why would God want to come if we're just sinners? Like, why is that? And But the truth is, you know, we are his sons and he wants to have communion with us. He wants to do life with us. And uh, that small shift can have a huge effect. Yeah, man, sons and sons and daughters of the king is is a great way to look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Like again, when the world's throwing stuff at you, remember, no, I'm a son or daughter of the king. Like that is that's a big way to like to really like to think of yourself. I've actually I've probably heard that before, but it's never really clicked till just now. You know, to like really think of myself that way, a son of the king. Like, what does that mean for me and how I should be carrying myself and walking? It's a big deal, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. So kind of in uh, in closing here, I, I kind of want to just go over some like practical ways that we can like begin shifting our identity or like really finding it in Christ. Like what are some practical things that we can do? I know we talked about a little bit that early on in this episode, but what are some things that like just quickly that we can give to people? We can say these are kind of some next steps for people that are listening. Well, first of all, I would say communion with the Holy Spirit, you know, um, Start talking to God. Start talking to the Holy Spirit. Invite Him into your workplace, into your house, into your room, into your car, wherever it is that you are. Um, before you read the Word, invite Him to reveal um, whatever it is that He wants to reveal to you. If you're in your car and you're about to worship, you know, and you hear something, not just that sounds good, but that hits your heart. Turn down the music, you know, start talking with him right there. And then say, Father, I thank you, Lord, that these words that you're speaking to me are becoming real to me and they're growing inside me. And even though it might feel naturally weird to just start speaking, it's going to start building something inside of you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's 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 going to stir your heart up. And next thing you know, you're going to be encouraged. You know, you're going to know that you're walking with him. So that those are some of the things that come to mind for me what about you yeah man i think that a a big one a lot of people run to and perfect example this is dailyps.com we have a lot of posts on identity and they're awesome they're great but at the end of the day nothing replaces the actual living word of god i think what's most important is getting into the word of god and start reading uh, even skip around a little bit read what the word of god says about you like read what it actually is saying about you and then start like believing those things don't just like rush through it and be like i'm X, Y, and Z, you know, actually sit back and meditate on that and be like, wow, I, the Bible says that, that he has plans to bless me and to keep me and to help me to prosper. Like sit back and really think about what that means. 
And uh, I think that's a huge way to do it. And then I'm, I'm huge on, uh, well, we talk about surrender a lot. Surrender is a big one. A great way I found to surrender is often surrendering my time, which means doing something that I don't necessarily want to do. I'll be real. I love watching The Office. That's a great TV show. <laughs> You've heard me say that many times. Oh, yeah. Sometimes what's better for me to do is go out and actually help somebody, help my neighbor. Sometimes my neighbors are working on their cars or going out and doing something. Going out there and actually giving up my time and doing what I believe Jesus would do. Because Jesus probably wouldn't be sitting on a couch watching TV very often. You know, like I can't picture that. But I can picture him going to his neighbor and saying, hey, can I help you out with that? And I think that like surrendering in that way and living that way is just, again, further saying that like my identity is in Christ. And I think that that's a really practical way to, to, to see some, to really see some fruit from your life. A hundred percent. And you know, when you're talking about, you know, going out and doing something like this, you, you're doing it from a place of, uh, of, you know, surrender Absolutely. and not, you're not doing it for something, you know, right. because we can go and we can, we can have, all the Christian t-shirts, all the Christian music, we can serve at church, but we could do it for all the wrong reasons, you know? And so doing it from a place of surrender uh, to glorify him, it makes all the difference, you know? And one of the things that um, you just said about reading the word and whatnot is, you know, there's no formula for, you said, you know, people can skip around and whatnot, but there's also, I mean, you could read one chapter, two chapters, you could read 10 chapters, you could also read two or three verses, you know, if something sticks out to you, hey, that's a good hint that, you know, Holy Spirit's revealing something to you. It, yeah. it, it might be a good idea to camp out there and just start talking with him and, and meditating over that, you know. Um, so I just want to encourage people, you know, to make it turn it into a relationship and uh, I know that it's uh, it's a process and it's harder said than done and all this kind of stuff but you have to start somewhere and it starts with uh, in my opinion you know the Holy Spirit and communion yeah that's good man I think that that's just such an important point and that's um, it's got to be all about God it can't be about what you're doing for him um, what you're doing to further his kingdom even. It's got to be about that one-on-one relationship, just knowing God and being known by him, I think is the most beautiful way to say it. Um, You know, that's something that, words from Jesus, he said that's the most important thing you can do is to be known by God and to know him. And uh, yeah, this has been a great topic, man. Awesome. Really cool. Yeah, Maxwell, I appreciate you being on this episode. Thanks again for sharing all your wisdom, man. Definitely. No, I was was so excited. So thank you so much for having me and um, bless you guys. I was so, so excited about being here. So hope it blesses you. Thanks, man. Thank you again for listening to the Good Christian Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a review. This really helps us to continue to impact and reach more people. I'm looking forward to sharing another episode with you next month. But until then, always remember that your identity in Christ is more valuable than the identity that the world places upon you.